All right. Welcome to Ship Chasing, where we have our own Aaron Rodgers saga. Where will Pat Carade be headed next after his Roto World departure announcement today? We're also going to talk about some free agent news, all kinds of fun stuff going on in those streets. And maybe if you guys are lucky, if you are well behaved in the chat tonight, we'll hop in a draft on Underdog Fantasy. It's Ship Chasing. Let's do it. Pat Fryer Helmo. <laughs> This is why I'm hot. Anita Hanjob. Fix your sight. Jamar. Alpha play chase. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Canary's Tony? You can't handle the heat. He looks like we're finally at this point. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Um, yeah, Pat, were you, were you taking notes of Roger's appearance on McAfee today? Do you, are you trying to mirror that? <laughs> you know, I actually did when I realized that I had a chance to do it while Rogers was making his stupid announcement on McAfee. I did. I was like, I'm going to do it during the announcement. It's too good. Wow. It's too good not to step on. Yeah. All of these prima donnas out here. We got, we got you, we got my guy, Ian Harditz announcing he's coming to join us at, at fantasy life. Yeah, we got Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what, a, what, a, what a day. Uh, Gretch, I see you rocking the chasing crane shirt. You're looking great in that baby blue. It feels great. It, it, it looks great. Feels great. Uh, man, I'm excited. Uh, I, you know, the, the people, they, they seem excited. I, I, I see the chat. I, I saw the Twitter comments today. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just getting. I want to get on with the, the the main event. Do we have to build this up a little bit? Or I was gonna say, like, how much do we want to string this on? Because I'm just like, because everyone said, I think I saw someone post a screenshot where Pat McAfee had 140,000 concurrence on YouTube. Wow. And I'm wow. just worried. I mean, we got a hundred people watching right now. I mean, if you make this announcement and we dive bomb down to 25, we got to get to at least 140. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so let's talk about the Rashad Petty contract. <laughs> yeah there was shot not a lot of money gretch did that surprise you it did it really did i, I was i mean because i feel like his profile didn't change a whole lot from last year i mean he's injured but they're not the type of team to spend a ton of draft capital at running back i think, back, so I think, I think they crushed it the eagle i mean like i love it, it it's like uh we talk about like replacement level on uh in in fantasy and, and like when you have injury prone guys they miss some time <laughs> but if they played a really high level for part of it you get to start other players for the other parts of it right like <laughs> if Penny misses time, the snaps that he's out there for are going to be high level. You know that. Like you paid him nothing to be a part of a uh, you know a Frankenstein running back back of the running back by committee. They just up their whole running back room for cheap by. I mean, be, even be if honest, he only gives you two hundred snaps, it's a, that's an you're going to get an elite two hundred snaps. Like, did you forget good, this was a bit? Did you? I no. <laughs> I actually had stuff I wanted to talk about. There I'm also upset. I was hammering Chuba Hubbard in the big board drafts, and so I am a little disappointed that Miles Sanders is going to. That's a pretty nice spot for Sanders. That is a pretty nice spot for for Sanders. And I also was hammering Chuba Hubbard. I was hammering Penny, so, you know, free agency giveth and free agency taketh away. But, yeah, it's a bit of a bummer. What about Deontay Foreman? uh, Well, I feel like Deontay Foreman – could be what like he's the boston scott <laughs> to to Miles sanders there and chuba's the gainwell is that like what it's shaping up to be well he was a free agent did he Foreman? Well, they... i'm pretty sure that they've said that they're at least they the said it was important to resign him but then they never yeah. did and it's, it's yeah. like you got it did you forget because he's not under contract 
I'm sorry, Achievers. I didn't realize the Hubbard news was such a, a raw, tender talking point this early into the free agency period. Um, well, right, I have always... a little bit of a I have a little bit of a segue here um, okay. as we talk about free agent news. I was absolutely gutted by the Dallas Cowboys cutting Ezekiel Elliott today. Yeah, because I had written an article on Tony Pollard that talked about how. Who cares if Zeke's there? In fact, maybe we even want Zeke there. That's my for what site? Because... What site did you write the article <laughs> yes. for? So then I had to rewrite the whole article. Oh my god! Before people it? see it and they find out about the site because it's a new site that I started called LegendaryUpside.com. There you go. And we're we all have... going to read the article right now here on stream. What what do we got going on here, Pat? Talk about Legendary Upside. So this is this is the new thing I'm doing. This is going to be the uh, the full time gig for me. And uh, so what we got is it it's a it's a newsletter and it's a brand new idea I've thought of. No one's ever thought about doing a premium newsletter before. Uh, <laughs> I just compl- I don't know how it Did came. Did you say me, you wanted to, to call it Stealing Upside? <laughs> I wanted to call it Stealing Gretch, uh, but then you know I couldn't couldn't call it that for legal reasons. So uh, yeah, it's a premium newsletter and. It will also have a podcast feed, a premium podcast feed with me narrating the articles, kind of like a podcast version or not exactly like audiobook level quality. It's like me doing a podcast where I read the article, do some emphasis, try to make it a little fun. Um, so it's like a double-sided newsletter. You can get it through audio if you want. You can get it through uh, email. You can just come go to the site and uh, guys... I can't make a YouTube thumbnail, but I built this site. So I would like uh, a slight no help for that. And I can truly say after building this site, NFC should really consider fixing theirs. <laughs> Wait, answer my question. I, I, I just assumed you paid someone to build this. You're telling me you no, built, I built this, this yourself? What? I built this myself. Dude, pay someone to fucking do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you realize how much money you have? Yeah. <laughs> I built it. I got to know how to use it, you know? Uh, I will say I was a beta tester on the premium podcast feed today. I got the, uh, you did uh, a reading of the, uh, this post here. Don't question uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba ceiling and talked about the top three wide receivers. Listen to the audio version of that on a nice jog I had uh, today. And it was, uh, it was fun. It was great to uh, get to listen to you break down your writing. I like my comp for it for people was like, even though Pat is reading the article, it reminds me of the JJ pods, the late round quarterback where it's conversational, but scripted. It's not like Pat outsourced it to someone to do a transcript reading of the site. So uh, I definitely highly recommend it. You did a very nice job with it. Appreciate it. Um, And so this post, the Jackson Smith and Jigba post, the whole Jackson Smith and Jigba part is free it's like a big free preview i'm putting i'm putting the there is a paywall that hits but it's pretty far down so uh if you just Pat want doesn't to know how to free, do paywalls i don't yeah. know how to do paywalls yeah it's uh apparently you don't do it right before the last paragraph um so this whole section is is part of the free preview on this article the pollard article is completely free i'm going to be doing like a decent amount of free posts so i would just recommend signing up for free uh right now it's it's ten dollars a month uh, for the full, uh, for the full access membership, ninety nine for the year, but there's a thirty day trial, and 
there's a $30 off early bird discount that's $69 for the year. There you go. I might have to start the conversation here. Oh God! Oh, what God. is this? You make me list my my <laughs> expertise to comment. I actually don't see. This is a new feature. I did not I know that was the thing. Was. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm just here to start a combo. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Embrace debate, people. So chat right, asking about is... dynasty content. You're gonna do dynasty. You're doing rookies. You're doing best ball. You're gonna have the walkthrough during the season. You're gonna have the pod feed. You're doing it all. Yeah, I'm doing it all. Uh, there's there's dynasty content that I'm rolling out now. I mean, the rookie profiles have a dynasty rookie grade. Um, they also have best ball and best ball out best ball outlook, best ball recommendations. So I think they kind of go both ways. Rookie uh, rankings are up right now um walkthrough will be on the site in season my legendary running back article will be out in the summer that's going to be free I'm, I'm going to do that one free um so yeah that's another reason to just sign up uh for the free uh part at the very least and then uh i will have best ball ranks post nfl draft uh it's just one man uh, i don't i'm not gonna be able to keep up to date with best ball ranks prior to the draft but my goal is to do them if i'm doing them i want you to be able to draft off them so that's why i'm i'm waiting until after the draft when they launch for you know best ball mania season we'll have uh the draft ranks that you can actually upload and why why do you think you have the credibility to provide ranks for best ball mania i you know it is a bit hubristic i will say a little arrogant one might call it but no we're uh we're trying to make the people some money and uh, I'm gonna be gonna be in the lab tweaking and my ranks. This is the other Pat. You had told me you were gonna announce you actually are gonna do a 24-hour right. news shift here at the end of free agency <laughs> and blurb every relevant. Yeah, this is the key. You get you get news blurbs on every player all day, every day. This is how you can tell that uh, the people at Roto World really are uh, the best because. I left during free agency week and they're saying nice things. <laughs> they're still saying nice things. I'm Dude, supposed to be in the mines. Poor Kyle Dvorak's fingers are about to fall off right now. And you're over here <laughs> yeah, dancing I, on his grave. Jesus. I messaged Kyle earlier. I was like, how's it going? He's like, it's, uh, it's taking some yeah. hours. <laughs> so. uh, my goodness um well yeah. no all, all jokes aside pat super stoked for you uh obviously you could have gone and worked uh wherever you want in the industry it takes some uh i would say it takes cojones but i guess when you have a two million dollar safety net it doesn't right. take that big a cojones <laughs> but congratulations <laughs> nonetheless, pat. <laughs> i did intend to start that as like a true congratulations and then i fucking bailed on it <laughs> <laughs> I'm so for it. I what I love about it, Pat, is I mean, number one, your dynasty stuff is top notch. We already talked about this. All your stuff is top notch, but dynasty stuff is top notch. The walkthrough is top notch, and you and I have talked before, and, and we were even talking about potentially doing something together. But we we've talked about how like stealing signals and the walkthrough kind of work to get like you know are symbiotic. Yeah. yeah. Um. But like everything that you're going to put on here is stuff that. I'm not as into with like dynasty and all that. So I, I don't know. Just this is just me on a personal level, like being really excited to read all, all of your stuff and, and, and stay up to date <laughs> and like fill in all the blanks with the stuff. So if you're a stealing single subscriber, this is like the perfect compliment. So go subscribe. And I will say, 
and I, I mean, I assume most people know this, but maybe just like having it articulated in the same way that Gretch does signals in the same way Pat's going to do his stuff in the same way I do my streams. Like there's something pretty cool about when you only do stuff that you want to do yourself and that you're super passionate about. Like when I get a stealing signals post from Ben, I know it's, it's not because someone told him to write it or some subscribers said, please do this. It's because he wants to write that. And I think that's, what's exciting for Pat here too, because yeah. I'm excited to see when Pat has this time to actually dive into the things that are just super passionate to him, or he really wants to tackle. That's what you're going to get And the best work comes from the stuff where you are so fascinated in it yourself and you're not doing it for any other reason. And that alone makes it exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is like, uh, it's been kind of encouraging cause I've, I've been building out this site and you know, it takes like a fair amount of work and stuff to get all this, get all of it sorted. And there's like various details and stuff, but like, I, I keep getting distracted by like doing actual content for the site. Which I feel like is a good sign. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I, I'm like I just want to. I'd rather just write this article on uh, on my favorite late round receiver, which will be a, which is a real article I'm working on. I was working on it tonight. I mean, this I mean, is the as... best part of this. Yeah, Pete nailed it. I mean, that's what I talk about in selling sales all the time. It's like you can just, you don't have anything you have to do anymore. You can you can do what you want to do, what you think moves the needle, what you think is actually adding value, and I think that's like it's a really cool model now. Uh, where people are off doing their own stuff, where it's like, you don't feel like you have to be an expert on every single element of fantasy football. But like, I mean, you are one of the rare people that is, is great at, at so many of the different aspects, but like you can write about the parts of it that you think you're adding value. And the stuff that you don't hit on is because you think probably somebody else is doing it a little bit better. Like I don't do projections. I just talk about Leone's projections or whatever. You know what I mean? Like right, that's, right. it's right. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time trying to do a, a worse version of Leone's projections. Like he does an incredible job at those. Like that's, that's what I reference. So I'm not going to worry about projections at, in my newsletter, but I'm going to write about the shit that I think moves the needle and adds value. And, and anyway, you're going to do that here. And it, it's like, it's, that's the way it should be done. Like you're going to get the best yeah. of Pat Green. You're not going to get any filler. You're not going to get any crap that he like, doesn't necessarily actually have to, or want to write, but it's being told it's SEO friendly. You're going to get, you know, what Pat wants to do, which is incredible. Uh, Pat, the chat is all on board with uh, your background needing to now get updated to say I won BBM3 and agree. <laughs> well, let me see. What's the oh, you know what? I got uh, I got this background. You can go to ship okay. chasing. There you go. The old there ship chasing. Go. Yeah. I, it, it, I'm just we'll now ahead. realizing how legendary upside isn't just the name of the running back. It also refers to the amount of money that you won last year. <laughs> <laughs> What do you yeah. mean? I didn't think about that. <laughs> I, it works both ways. No, it's just about uh, my article. <laughs> and uh, I will say, uh, you know, nothing's changing for ship chasing. Uh, we've been talking about our off-season plans, how we want to attack things. I'm sure we'll have more updates for you guys in the coming future, but we will continue to be here every week. We'll be drafting all of that good stuff. Uh, but yeah, maybe, maybe some slight tweaks as we head into uh, this off season, kind of get things situated how we all prefer, but I'm, I'm very excited for another summer of drafting. That's for sure. I think it gives us more flexibility in terms of what we're going to be able to yeah. do. So it's only good things for ship chasing. We're all out yep. here kind of doing our own thing and then come together on Wednesday nights. It's going to be beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, all right. Enough jerking off Pat. Um, let's see uh, any other, I do want, we are going to hop in. <laughs> 
We are going to hop in an underdog draft. <laughs> it like, in a few minutes. I thought you were going to laugh about that, but you just said it like very, very straight face and just kept going. <laughs> um, yeah, we are going to hop into a draft. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess jerking off Pat and hopping in a draft don't need to be mutually exclusive. <laughs> yeah, we Austin Eckler. You can just draft while you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Exactly. This guy coming out of the chat to, to co-side this. <laughs> um, actually, Pat, this was a hot topic of conversation in the Discord this week after we mentioned it. Was it on last week's show about how you might become a video game streamer? Is this part of the legendary upside, you becoming a video game slash fantasy football streamer? Um, well, I'll have to uh, see just how much YouTube likes long videos. I've heard that YouTube really rewards long video streams, so... <laughs> If I get if I'm having trouble getting uh, viewers, and I am gonna have a regular non-premium podcast as part of this, so we need to get the viewer numbers up. I, I'm I'm not above resorting to just live streaming my, myself playing Last of Us. All right, <laughs> there you go. Did Gretch? I forget. Did you watch Last of Us? I I can't even I remember. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What did you guys I think never, of the finale? I, I never played the game. Watched it. Uh, the finale. I mean, I don't want to like spoiler, but um i think like a lot of people because i went and started reading about it online like it was just a little bit different right like a little bit ambiguous and i was just like i don't know how i feel about this <laughs> you know yeah i thought it's the show so clearly was a smash hit that they immediately knew they were going to be making multiple seasons that they kind of had the luxury to have kind of just like a finale that felt like it could have just been a mid-season episode you know they're like you guys are all fucking coming back to watching the second season anyways we don't have to have like so many shows have to make their first season as like we might not come back so let's right. throw the fucking kitchen sink at you so i felt like somewhat un underwhelmed but just knowing that we're going to get so much of this show is a uh, is nice solace yeah my uh my take is like very spoiler e so i don't it's fine let it rip but all right Spoilers for the last of us. <laughs> um, so the the creators the I listened said, to stuff, the, the chat did say no spoilers. A couple people. Well, people right, I won't, I won't, I'll try not to, to spoil like as much. Damage. But the yeah, chat, the or the uh, the stuff that I listened to was saying like, oh man, you know what a choice. Like the what you've done. You know, it's like so. I was like, there's no choice. This was not a choice. There was one thing to do. It happened, and uh, I'm glad it happened. And I actually don't think it's very ambiguous. <laughs> like, what with the fireflies were gonna, they were gonna do what? They, no, they were gonna, they were gonna try something. So didn't buy it. To me, the best shows are when you stop caring about the plot and you only care about the characters. And like, Last of Us got me invested in those characters to where like the plot was <laughs> like secondary. You know, yeah. when you ca only care about, like, what's going to happen next? What's the cliffhanger? Who's the next in-boss they have to fight? It's like, who gives a shit? Like, they made us care about those characters. And, like, I don't point. even really care, you know, what, what went down in that finale relative to plot devices. That's super – I mean, that's a great point. That was, like, when you asked how I felt about it, like I, I said, it's ambiguous. Like, part of it was, like, I hadn't really considered the larger implications of the whole plot of the show, which was, like, oh, hey, we're potentially trying to find this cure to stop this thing that – you know, is that's not a spoiler. I don't think that's like the whole freaking show. We're trying to find this here. Like, I hadn't really thought of that. And so, you know, any implications related to that were sort of like the first time I thought of that in several weeks, because what I had been thinking about was, like you said, the actual character development and the relationships, which was, I mean, that's, they did a really good job on that. 
I, I freaking I loved that part of it. I loved watching the stuff with like Pedro Pascal and, and Bella Ramsey where they're just like behind the scenes and they look yeah. like super good friends. Like they've gotten really close acting together. Um seems like they had an awesome time doing it together and, and genuinely really liked working together. And they're like they had obvious chemistry on in the show and it was I mean, all of that stuff was awesome. Yeah. I feel like <clears throat> HBO is on like a, a heater in that there's only they're the only television network that can even get us close to some kind of monoculture. Like I felt like White Lotus was a show most people gathered around to watch on Sundays. And now we're going to have Succession coming back here in a couple weeks. That's a show that can get everyone talking at the same time. And Last of Us, I feel like even reached a level that even Succession and White Lotus didn't where fucking everyone watched uh last of us like, I, I didn't know anyone who wasn't watching that show yeah i feel like uh hbo is really yeah they're the ones they're the only ones who can do it and they consistently do it yeah every time i log into netflix these days too i'm just like i can't do another three-part mini documentary series that should just be a single 45 minute documentary yeah. they love that <laughs> I just love my it. wife just did the one with the the flight from 2014. The Malaysian I can't even. Watch. I was like three episodes. I mean, that's like an hour Dude, the story. The second at episode most. is just like it doesn't need to exist. It's like exploring yeah. something that ends up being sort of unrelated. It, it's exactly what you just said. It did not need to be three episodes. It could have been a one episode thing. They went into like <laughs> which one was this? This the, the remember the airplane that just disappeared. The Malaysian flight. Oh yeah, yeah. Over the South China Sea, and it was in like 2014, and they never found it. We've never, never gotten resolution on this, like huh. in the world. No one actually knows what ended up happening with it. They searched for it for like a couple of years, where they they ultimately found out that it like diverted course and went a different direction. Anyway, MH370. It, it's a there's a three part documentary that could have been one episode, just like Pete yeah. said. I mean, it was a perfect description. Yeah. It's uh Stephanie, we're we're not talking about Last of Us anymore. You're safe. <coughs> you're safe. You're good. Uh, you can't hear me. You can't hear me say it, but you're safe. Um, we are in a draft now for the audio listeners. Sometimes you guys don't get serviced properly. So uh letting you know we are off to the races in a fucking bad badge brigade draft if I've ever seen one. I think we're like 80% badge brigade here. Look at this start. No running backs in the top five. I mean, I'm not doing a ton of drafting. You guys see this a lot? No, we don't. You normally don't see <laughs> fall at the pick six. You sure don't. You see don't. this a lot? <laughs> no, this is I'm not. I'm new around here. Yeah. Adams uh, or Lamb. Adams or Lamb. Or Garrett Wilson, now that Aaron Rodgers is in, uh, with the Jets. That'd be a... Any takes? How you guys feel okay about Adams with this Jimmy probably Levis season he's getting? Dude, I saw Adams ball out with Jarrett Stidham. No concerns. Yeah, fair enough. I I think I'd probably go Lamb over Adams though. All right, I'm I'm doing it. Let's do it. I I still really like Adams there too. I agree, but. Uh, Sacrilege, do we have a 2023 version of the Avalanche clip yet? We do not. Uh, If an intrepid. videographer out there wants to tackle that you can slide into my dms i promise only six to seven revisions at minimum it'll only chew up about five hours of your time where has uh dj Moore wound up after the trade has he risen or fallen he's risen uh, oh, about Garrett 15 Wilson spots came back 15 spots okay yeah Garrett Wilson would have been a lot of fun on the comeback there's still only been one running back taken we could take Eckler or Jonathan Taylor Let's hear some cases. 
I like Waddle. Yeah, let's just take another receiver. It's an avalanche. Oh, so Pat, you're just completely out on Austin Eckler. Yeah, wow. Interesting. It's more of a what? Hey, this is uh, this is called a ship chasing uh, <laughs> piss boys draft where there's an avalanche wide receiver avalanche. We call. I it. thought loyalty meant something yeah. to you, but no, the way the. One twelve Pittman, that's the one that always gets me. That's how I know it's an avalanche. One twelve Michael Pittman, who's now a value now, by the way. Yeah, I agree. Michael uh, Pittman's a, a good buy now. I think. Who's their quarterback? Who cares? Their quarterback wasn't good last year. The baseline's low. They're gonna have a. They're gonna have an upgrade at quarterback. Yeah. If it's Levis or Richardson, I'm not sure it's a huge upgrade for fantasy. You just said you've said you're going to be all in on Levis in drafts. I'm going to be all in on Levis in <laughs> Superflex dynasty drafts because he's going to go at the 108. That doesn't mean I want Pittman. He's going to be your ball. Zach Wilson, dude. You're going to be hammering him in the 17th round of BBM three. I actually am drafting a fair amount of, of Will Levis, but that doesn't necessarily mean I want his number one receiver who's drafted with a premium. I, I hadn't really thought through how they're still sitting at fourth pick and they're probably going to get one of those two quarterbacks. It's fair, Pat. You see, this is this is the difference between me not having drafted a lot and you having drafted. Pittman's profile, I liked as a rebound profile, but you're, you're making a good point. They're he's more of a volume-based play, right? Yeah. Like he's not, he's a target dominator. He hasn't been, he doesn't, but he doesn't do that all that well. He, he's He's fine. I don't think Pittman's bad, but. And there's going to be some type of if it's if it's Richardson, I mean, you might not get a lot of pass attempts. Right. Could be a very uh, run heavy shift to like a, a Bears almost situation with Jonathan Taylor and Richardson in the backfield. Is this the latest? What do you think the odds are? This is the latest Austin Eckler has gone in a big board draft. Pick twenty two. I would bet a lot of money this is the latest he's got. Yeah, I'd say the odds. The only Tyree kill Austin Eckler start. I bet that. <laughs> Look at Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts double tap there. We're getting some. Wow. Oh. Man, this <clears throat> J, this JM one, this is a guy that, man, he got so lucky that he got the two slot to draft Jamar Chase because they, they don't know what's about to hit him. Well, also, like, I, I mean – Allen and Hurts, what's that doing for you? Nothing. You gotta, it's, you it's gotta all... be able to win three, three week, three uncorrelated single week tournaments. You don't have a. Someone's gotta pay the right. Pick. Someone's gotta pay the right. Well, what's insane is that even my best ball breakfast streams, which obviously skew wide receiver heavy, they don't get this nutty. There's something about these fucking ship chasing drafts right. that just make people lose their goddamn mind. It, it might be the uh, clip that you just played. I mean, it might, it might have something to do yeah, with it. No one knows what it is for sure, but there's something, Maybe. There's something about it. Um, this, <clears throat> this is the board we're looking at right now. I mean... I gotta say, it's less fun to draft like this. Like, I mean, I, all right. I feel pretty good about Mike Williams. Long summer. Pretty good about Mike Williams here. I guess we'll just take the next best receiver. <laughs> do you want it? 
are we taking Mike Williams and just knowing that we're going to like one of the running backs that come yeah, back to us? There's in a so couple many spots? running backs we can't Ooh. get boxed out. I, I think is there another Williams. receiver after him? Because we can only see one on the whole board. It's, it's Judy, Judy, the aforementioned Pittman, Kirk. Yeah, Williams is fine. Yeah. Um, where like where do Judy you guys think Pittman? There, those are decent options too. I'm like I'm neutral or maybe even slight downgrade on Zeke leaving for Pollard, but I still think Pollard's a value in this range. Is that where you're at, Pat, from your article? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he's like a pretty easily a second this round is, value. This is the RB three range, not second round. You gotta you gotta adjust. <laughs> <laughs> there have been four running backs taken so far. All right. Both of you, real quick, before we're on, I want you guys to rank Josh Jacobs, ETN, Ramondre, and Tony Pollard those four pollard one um pollard one they're gonna add somebody dude josh jacobs two uh call yourself a ramondre stan who was the fourth again ramondre and etn ramondre three etn four what's your rank Ben? in the passing game that's why it wouldn't be like his rank (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm asking pollard we're on the clock we can take I Pollard. I haven't given it enough thought, but I would be – I mean, I would have Ramondre and ETN over Jacobs. Just on and I think I'm Jacobs, so we, no, one, uh, no one is in agreement here. I don't think Jacobs is – Pollard because of the Dallas correlation. Pollard because of the Dallas correlation. All right, correlation. sure. We'll give you the Dallas correlation. Um, It is – I do find that as an interesting tier. That the, the that cohort of four right there. Well, Jacobs had 393 touches last year, guys. They had a whole bunch of injuries. I mean, I just I, their offense is going to be different this year. I I don't know. I'm not. I think he's probably priced up a little too much personally. I mean, well, we could say priced up. I mean, he would have been at in the fourth round here. Oh, you yeah. know, like sure, in sure, previous sure. years, what Josh Jacobs did would have put him at like the yeah. one five, one six. Agreed. Well, I, I meant Agreed. in most ADP I've seen, he's like a late second right now, right? Is that accurate with Jacobs? Mm. Uh, yeah, he's he's more of like a second or third. I thought I'd say I, he's kind I of like the, I saw him at like two oh eight, two ten, and some of the stuff I've looked at. But maybe I think I'm he's more of like gone. an early third. Okay. Um, well, all running backs are cheaper <laughs> than you'd think. Um, we have uh, we've been accused of infecting the ADP. <laughs> so uh, let's see. I will say, people are uh, we we did get some breaking news. James Robinson of the Pats. If you think James Robinson of the Pats affects Ramondre, you never understood no, that, the Ramondre thesis in the first place. That actually boosted Ramondre's value to the that same boosts point. His Pat value, was, that's right. To, yeah, to the same point Pat was making about Zeke leaving being low key tough for. Pollard because they're gonna add another back, right? If the back they add is James Robinson, that's a good thing. <laughs> like you, you're now you go from Damian Harris to James Robinson. Yeah, that's a you're good one thing. step closer to workhorse, like a legit workhorse role. Yeah, like yeah. even the most elite running back workloads in the entire NFL, the guys leaving twenty percent of the snaps up for somebody else. So someone uh, is gonna get seen by the coaches. You want that person to be James Robinson. <laughs> At least if he looks like he did last year and right. not a talented rookie, maybe. We should does yeah. everyone have am- amnesia to when the Jets brought in James Robinson and he promptly was like getting what three touches a game and was right. Zonovan Knight irrelevant. ended up being yeah. the workhorse, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like they had to go there. Uh, 
Now, if Robinson is able to come back from the Achilles, you know, a full year removed or a full another year removed and be something closer to like, because it looked like Akers was turning into that towards the end of the year. Um, we've heard the Achilles is more of an 18 month thing. And so, I mean, he had the injury originally December the year prior. He played all of last year within 12 months, which was something I talked about in the, in like the summer last year being out on Robinson because he was going to have to play the whole season within a year of an Achilles. It's like an 18 month rehab. If he comes back, you know, now closer to two full or at least more than 18 months from when he heard it and looks a little bit different. I mean, there's, I think you can make a case for that. Um, people talking about this JM draft, nice getting the, the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase stack. You never know when <laughs> yeah, you're going to need Joe Burrow. When <laughs> Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts don't end up in your starting lineup. Um, uh, James goes pretty good. I could stand here. I don't see anything I, else. I don't know. Kyle Pitts goes, it'd just be like Goddard or Lockett. Will you click on receiver real quick? Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with it. All right. I dropped a lot of Tyler Lockett anyway, and then in this room. At ADP. Yeah. That is true. The big board was changed on the fly to Superflex. <laughs> the Beast has been starved by JM. <laughs> what is he doing? We it, It's hard to know. It's hard to know, but he did hear us talking about Ramondre. <clears throat> this this range too is has been interesting because there are a bunch of these guys. Like no one ever wants to take Najee. You now have David Montgomery going to the Lions. So Swift has been falling. No one wants knows what to do with Dalvin Cook. Aaron Jones falls. Like this has been a pretty gross range. Uh, in this is drafts. the dead zone. This is the yeah the new dead zone, but it's later than it used to be. Well, it's a lot later now in this draft. Yeah. I, I certainly don't mind a, a Pickens or, or Burks here because there yeah. is a big tear grab uh, at wide receiver after like a couple of these guys. I love Burks. I'm in. Gretch, are you, are you Burks over Pickens? I think I am. I, have, I would say I haven't done enough research on it. I, I feel like I could probably wind up on either side of that coin. But I, I, yeah. I like Burks. I like a both. I'm, I'm pro both. Right. right Did you guys hear Kitchen's story on Soulcast today about Burks? No. No. So so Kitchen had told us that he met Traylon Burks. And I like, I assumed it was going to be like he bumped into him at like a Target or something. But he went to Kitchen's church where Kitchen is a greeter. And Traylon Burks walks into the church and Kitchen shakes his hand and he introduces himself as Traylon. And then Kitchen just fawns over him for the next five minutes. Can you imagine how annoyed he was to bed? Yes. Like, David Kitchen is not the guy that you want to meet as the greeter. He's the yeah. guy I don't know, man. Work. I feel like Kitchen would be so over the top with it that it would actually be charming. That's that's the way so? I'm picturing it. Yeah. That he I would feel be like you're like, like, I just want to enjoy Sunday service, dude. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> definitely part of you would feel that way. <laughs> but he what I told Kitchen that is that Burks would have much preferred him just like snapping a quick selfie and leaving him alone <laughs> than just trying to talk to him for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like, dude, how I'm much here to praise you, the Lord. 
I, this is I, actually I a good question. Be, I have to be kind and gracious because I'm in church. Like I'm literally here to like extol these values, but man, leave me alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wow. This, oh yeah, Nick reminds me. Kitchen said he said you wouldn't happen to be the trailer Burger the Tennessee <laughs> type. God damn it. That's Here, fair. here's a question for the multi-billionaire, Pat. Yeah. How much would you pay to have footage of that conversation? Like really highly produced. I I would pay like legit probably like five or six hundred bucks to get yeah. to watch that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> I mean, For your sure. number could be higher. That's fine. I'm just saying that's what I would, I would be well, willing to pay. When you that. said that, my first thought was 100 bucks, and I was like, no more. <laughs> like, no, I definitely pay like, more. I got to adjust that. I would pay more <laughs> than that. For sure. Kitchen, I mean, Pat, you got him to repost his uh, his fleet, his dairy queen I couldn't fleet. believe it. I, I had never it. seen that. Because I was never like on fleet. We've talked about that a million times. I just saw that for the first time last week. Thank you for getting him to post that. It's a it it's a work of art. Like I genuinely think it's a work of art. I had heard so much about that and never had the the pleasure of seeing it. Fleets are you know they disappear after a while yeah. and it was just gone. It's it was, so it was good. Such like such a joy. It was. Such I a joy honestly watch have it. watched it since he reposted. I've watched it like half a dozen times. <laughs> there's like there's like so many funny parts in it. Like. When he's like, he does his little dance yeah. after he gets the milkshake back in, and they say, "We'll miss you, Mister Kitchen." And the way he goes, "I'll miss you too." He's like, "I'll miss you more than you miss me." <laughs> the dance, and then should I just show it for the people who haven't oh, seen it? Just yeah. show it, man. It's yeah. so good. Right. It lives right, up to the hype. It lives up it, to the hype. It really does. Um, also, yeah, Kit, I don't know. You need to watch Swolecast today, Pat, because Kitchen was I talking will. about how he's been waiting for someone to basically ask him to repost this video. It was oh, so God, excited yes. to yes. finally have the Yes, because yes, he, he acted all like, oh, I guess I'm a puppet. I'm a puppet for the multimillionaire. Got to post it now. All right, let's Here watch. Here we go. My goodness. This is my last time at Dairy Queen. Really? My weight loss challenge starts tomorrow. I'll miss you, Mr. Kitchen. I'm gonna miss them too. My weight loss challenge starts tomorrow. I'll miss you, Mr. Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it is an absurd, an absurd oh. thing. That this is oh the best, God. man. And like at the end, he's really drinking the last of that milkshake. Like that's, yeah. I, I like to think, and Kitchen, if this isn't true, don't tell me, but I like to think that every one of those was the first take. That's that's how I like to experience. Oh, that. absolutely! I'd like to imagine that he didn't get the take right, housed one, and then went back through the drive-through. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a better. I like that better now that you say it. Um. All right. Uh, is Dalvin Cook a value at pick eighty-two? We could go Prescott and get our double stack. Oh, that's true. I forgot Prescott was kicking around, and we had. 
Fucking JM starving the beast. Yeah, let's lock up Prescott. Yeah, I don't really mind losing Dalvin here either. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We should probably grab one of the dust balls if they make it back. In the I eighth. kind of feel like Akers is the best running back pick here. Over Dalvin, Javante's probably not going to be ready. I think I would take Akers over Pacheco. I mean, dude, Akers is going to Would get... you take Javante? Because this is about yeah. late. No, I mean, I've been taking Javante in this range. A bunch. Yes, in this range. I just think I, I, I would have Akers over Javante right now in games played. Like, he's going to be healthy going into the year. He looked good in the last month. I don't think we're talking enough about the fact that Akers actually looked like himself late. And they're going to suck. But he looked gonna okay, but they're going to suck real work. bad. They're going to give him so much work, dude. It's just going to be a shitty team that gives a guy a ton of work. That's about to be my guess right now. I, I'll i give this one to Gretch. Gretch pounding the table hard for Akers. I haven't right, been taking him a lot in this range. Let's do it. McVeigh wants a workhorse. He's always kind of wanted one. There's not a lot of workhorse jobs out there, but if Akers is as healthy as I kind of feel like he looked at the end of last year and, and is over the injury, like you're going to get 300 touches out of him this year. And I mean, a bad team, but... That's a potential Josh Jacobs type of type of right. pick, like a guy right. we're just over. Like yes. I'm sick of him. He's not perfect. Yes. He's like, yeah, he's kind of good, but he's not good enough for me. Yeah. And then he. Had I like was thinking third. in my he's head. I was thinking Damian Pierce last year because like bad team, but I mean like it. I, I see the parallels with Jacobs as well, obviously. And I, I mean, they might be better than the Texans were last year. The Texans were real bad. You know what's surprising to me? Damian Pierce's ADP, and I, I'm looking at the actual ADP and not where he went in the ship chasing draft. I just would have assumed the market would have been drafting this guy as like a fourth round pick this year. Yeah. Like I, I'm pretty shocked he's going at, at pick 66. Like young guys that perform well in year one, and you know they're going to be getting an offensive upgrade, be a QB, probably going to add a wide receiver. It is just surprising to me that the market isn't more into him. Yeah, I've, it's tough for me because this market might not be that into him, and then a, a subsequent market might be. Yeah, like this market is not that into a lot of the running backs in the early rounds. Like I think a lot of the best values right now are running backs, and I don't think that like running backs across the board are, are maybe like, oh, I gotta take this running back, take this running back. But there's certainly examples where i'm like man i really like i felt like tony pollard was extremely undervalued uh especially relative to like where that profile gets priced historically i think Brees hall is still very undervalued Brees hall strikes me as like potentially a first round value so well this, I, I, this is a market ACL that's character. drafting you know you talked about it on your podcast but drafting jackson smith and jigma in the early fifth despite yeah. like the larger community having a lot of concerns about his profile right Right. The dynasty community is basically like, I don't know, he's a slot receiver, there's no upside. And the best ball community is like, fifth round pick, let's go. So, yeah, you know, the best ball community right now is uh, filled with some sets <clears throat> and like the wide receivers one might. Uh, That's crazy. I didn't realize he was going in the fifth. I mean, Jamar Chase, after the, the drops concerns, was was a fifth round pick in August. Yeah, but he pick was the yeah. guy. Like, you, you, you didn't have to have him, but it helped a lot. So I, I actually no, my don't point think is it... Jamar Chase was a can't miss prospect and was only in the fifth round. So like, I know JSN starting there now and he hasn't even landed on a team. We don't even know his draft capital is, right? Yeah, but it'll that's, be that's high. It's I think it's fine to be honest. I think it's higher than we're used to, but he's 
he, and he's not a chase level prospect. I don't think he is. To be clear, yeah, I'm very in on drafting rookies too. I'm with you. I think it's fine, but I, it's high from a market perspective. Like, it that's, is. That's, yes, that's yes, aggressive. It is. Absolutely is. Yeah. Because in this is the thing too, right? Like, actually, here's a question. Because where do you think? So you know, go back to the year Liam won Best Ball Mania. He had a Monroe St. Brown on his team. I actually think a pretty good comp of like what JSN could potentially do. Amon Ra was like useless his rookie year for the first 11 to 12 weeks and then just like scorched the earth down the stretch. Like where do you think Amon Ra's efficient ADP would be in retrospect that year knowing what he did down the fantasy playoffs? Seventh round? I missed that question because I was reading that someone was late. Drop the drop the link for the chat, Pete. We got it. They want to know the patent is legendaryupside.com. Yes, legendary. We're going to put it in the show notes, uh, legendaryupside.com. I'll put it here. But I guess my point is like, uh, actually, let's make our pick. Um, I want to hear that question. What was it? You, that was about yeah, Charbonnet, New England Patriot, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Nujoku for our first tight end. Uh, Phil I Hummus like Nujoku. Or, or like Phil Yeah, I would take either of those tight ends. I like that too. That's a good move. Okay. No, my, my question <coughs> is like, if you knew Jigba was going to be a slow starter, but then like really pick up in oh, like, like Amon Ra getting wide receiver. Year. Like the right, question I'm was, saying, where would you draft? Where would, if you knew Amon Ra's outcome, where he didn't re- really do much, but then scorched the earth, what would his efficient ADP have been? I think it's second round. Second so do, round? For the, that, for the season are, that you got, yeah, maybe you're right. The dude. late maybe, weeks yeah. are that important, even in seasonal leagues, they're that important, man. Like most most people that are playing in casual leagues, half the yeah. league makes the playoffs. Like all you I, I said, seven. There. I think I'm. I just got owned <laughs> real hard. I I would almost go back to Frymuth and go tight end, tight end here. What do you guys think? I like it. I like. I'm not, a lot. Yeah, this feels like a a flat area here. Otherwise, let's just Charbonnet would be the way. only other guy I would. I would. I, I'm with you on that. Him. I like him. I could do that. But getting tight end taken care of, maybe we tack on a third really late. Um, I think it's just means that we have to draft Kenny Pickett later, Pat. As long as you're fine with that. <laughs> I actually, I actually, I've drafted a decent amount of Kenny Pickett. Unfortunately, I've been looking for reasons to draft him. <laughs> I hate drafting him, but um, but yeah, like back to that conversation. I do think. If if you showed if you showed the market ahead of time what Amon Ross St. Brown did that year, I do think they would have taken him in like the third round of drafts and maybe even the back end of the second round. I mean, especially if you know exactly yeah, like point. sequentially what he is, then I it like dude, I would probably take him in the late first. Because you can build your team around that. If you know that you're getting that upside, like if you know you're getting this guy, he came out, he what what did he do? 80 yards in a TD in like six straight games, I think it was, like from I mean, that was an incredible run. You can build around that a little bit, the rest of your roster. I mean, like from a functional perspective. This is obviously yeah. hypothetical, but I'm just saying. Like, uh, See, I said later, so I'm getting him in every draft. You know, you guys are just taking all the value out. Second round? Come on. <laughs> well, like, play it cool a little. <laughs> Second round. Uh, Ke- Kevin's saying, isn't slow starter into best wide receiver in the elimination rounds? Isn't that just the nuts? Of course it's the nuts. We're where you could use that logic on everyone though. Right. And you could just say, take this guy in the second round because he could be the guy. I just think the J uh, the Jackson Smith and Jigba profile is similar to Amon Ra, And I could see his trajectory his first year being similar. And so the, what I'm hinting at 
is if you're taking him at the four or five turn or early fifth, how much upside on the bone is there? And if he finishes his rookie year, like Amon Ra did, you can certainly say there's meat on the bone, I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so a couple things. One, it, it is tough to match what Amon Ra did. He had 10 plus targets in six straight games, eight plus catches in six straight games. I'm looking at it right now. Like, I mean, it was an incredible run down the stretch, but like it, you can still have that profile of, of blowing up late. And that's sort of the two is, that's what we talk about with these rookies is really high profile ones. We did the same thing with Jonathan Taylor. I remember really hammering yeah. that point at yeah. CBS. Like I, I, it was like a long discussion while I was still there that off season um, with the guys about it being too pricey. And my whole argument was you're drafting him for late season upside and he hit that late. But the point that I always made there for a, lot, a little bit more of a casual audience was in your in your leagues know that you're drafting him for playoff upside and then in the eighth round or whatever take one of those like josh jacob type running backs like we're talking about guaranteed touches maybe play that guy in the first couple months if jonathan taylor's coming along slowly which he did in his rookie year come along fairly slowly even though marlon mack got hurt he wasn't great until about like week 10 on but you build that way intentionally to to piece together the early season scoring with that profile if that's what you're playing for, if that's how you're like constructing your roster, it's an important piece of a construction, right? Like it, and if you hit on that upside, then it ends up being the nuts, like we were just talking about. But you got to get there. You got to have some points during the season. The nice thing about Amon Ross St. Brown, or sorry, not Amon Ross, about JSN, is that he is going to be a first-round pick. He just had an insane showing in the agility drills. There's some concern about his 40 time and how fast he is in a straight line, but. He's like, I forget, Josh Norris had the thing. He was like the, and I put it in my article now, I can't remember, but it was like the seventh best three cones since 2007 or something like that. Uh, really, really high in the short shuttle as well. Um, and he's a guy whose whole thing is that he changes directions really well. He runs super smooth routes so that he's like elite agility is uh, pointing right to like his strengths potentially translating because he actually has the physical ability to do it. So if you think about, the style of receiver that he is plus first round draft capital, he could be earning targets pretty quickly, like week three, week four, dominating targets. And that obviously helps in advance rate. And as a rookie, he he also has potential to be dominating down the stretch, you know, as well. Right. There's and, more upside. And, yeah. And one point you made uh, that I thought was good too, and I guess it's an obvious point too, about like what is his path to like 10 plus targets? You know, if he goes somewhere where there's a dominant, like if the Raiders, I'm just like making it up, like, you know, usurping Devonte Adams, that's going to be a tough task. But if you go yeah. anywhere where he can realistically be the number one, like Amon Ra had virtually no target competition in Detroit. It was like an easy depth chart to climb right. that year. And so it will be interesting to see where he lands in that regard. We are on the clock. I I really like Elijah Mitchell. I take a lot of him. Mm. I'm good at that. He's been a good yeah. player. He's very similar to the Rashad Penny stuff we were talking about. Yes, he's been injury prone, but when he plays, he's been effective. Is Penny available, by the way? Did he go? Oh, he just no. Went. He's long gone. I think. No, just taken a couple of picks out of it. Oh, oh, this is actually later, way later than he's been going in drafts. I mean, I've seen him in the seventh and eighth round in screenshots. Wow. Yeah. But this is a it's a bit of an app, you know, ship <laughs> yeah. chasing adjusted draft. Yeah. By the way, if you're hearing noise, Murphy keeps dropping his ball underneath my my desk and then trying to get it. So it's been 
little bit of a racket over here. I actually agree with this take. Gain Gainwell over Penny is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm with you there. Especially in half PPR. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, full PPR, I think you can start to have a combo. Yeah. Um, all right, we're back on the clock. Uh, we're done at tight end. Um, no obvious stacks in this range. I mean, just take Zay Jones. You take Zay Jones uh, or Dobbs would be the two. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with either. We can do Zay. I'm a little worried with Dobbs that uh, I mean he didn't really have the draft capital. It wasn't great last year, and <clears throat> with all the the receivers the Jets are bringing in, I'm a little worried in the next couple of days we might find out that like Elijah Moore, they're getting or Elijah, even potentially Garrett Wilson is amazing. I don't like, think that, they'd trade Garrett Wilson. That would be I don't insane. think they would either, but like it's possible. <laughs> I think I I would. Question. I'd rather have Garrett Wilson than Aaron Rodgers. I just I rather have him. I probably would. Oh, because you're paying you him like so from much. From a less. team building? Yeah, yeah from yeah. a team building perspective. I want the Garrett Wilson contract versus the Aaron Rodgers contract. That's where I'm at. I agree. Um, I'm with you. Checking send in on a, team send two. Me a pick if you're, if we're doing that deal. <laughs> send me a pick with Rodgers. Yeah. Also, so, I'm the guy who has to deal with Aaron. So, I mean, send me two <laughs> picks now I think about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, people want the team two update. Uh, Jamar Chase, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Ramondre Stevenson, Dallas Goddard, Joe Mixon, James Cook, KJ Osborne, Dalton Schultz, Kenneth Gainwell. So some sure, actual sure. team correlation here. Huh. Um, so this is a legit strategy here. It's a legit strategy that involves not having a wide receiver three until potentially the 12th round and maybe later. I mean, not having wide receiver two. KJ Osborne, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not KJ wow, Osborne. KJ Osborne, shade. Yeah, shots fired. Yeah, I'm. A, we're gonna take those shots. You guys are. Crazy. <laughs> Damn, are you in the chat? There's there's some people that are way too high on KJ Osborne, man. Well, yeah, it's kind of the running back opportunity thing for wide receiver, which basically never ever works. It's the right. hard play. It's it's like we do this every year. There's always one guy. It's like there's so many targets available. It's like, either someone else is gonna step. Work. Either they're gonna draft somebody, or someone else is gonna step into that role somehow or another, or. It's just going to be Justin Jefferson and DJ Hawkinson. Like KJ Osborne's not right. suddenly going to be like a target dominator alongside Justin Jefferson. Jefferson will just get 40% of the targets if, if that's where we're at. I mean, I like this term from Ryan Jones QB and running back self out. So <laughs> he covered himself. This guy went into a terrain that the mountain police specifically <laughs> told him not to go into. <laughs> he did this avalanche all on his own doing. He did it to himself. Yeah. Uh, I, I do agree KJ Osborne points. could be good for best ball. I just don't understand it at 902. I mean, I know this is an avalanche draft as well. The ninth round, it's it, wide receiver two. It doesn't make sense. It may, it'd be fine in the 13th or yeah. something. Yeah, if you're making that type of bet, you want to keep it really cheap. Like, I've drafted a bunch of Terrace Marshall with the same idea of, like, they got to yeah. throw to somebody. Yeah. But he, you get him in the 18th or 19th round, so. Right. It's a total. It's the same bet, and you're getting him way cheaper. Totally different price. Right. <clears throat> you were going to say something before that, one of you? I was just going to mention on, on a couple of things on JSN. Uh, there was some 40-time discussion in the chat. To be clear, I do not think he will run a good 40 and he'll probably never even run a 40. But I actually – I just don't really care. Why would uh, he? I, yeah. I kind of love There's that it's no like upside. this new age thing where he's like he kind of – probably either his agent or somebody kind of knows, like, wide receiver 40 times don't really matter. The NFL's kind of gotten wise to that to a certain degree. <clears throat> Unless you can run a 4-2, which he clearly can't. 
and he came out and he ran incredible agility numbers and shuttles. Right. Like, okay, you've already you can shown move the way we need you to move. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah. already shown what you what you need to show. Yeah, um, and then the other thing is, I've compared him to CD Lamb in some ways, especially as I've sort of pushed back on the idea as no upside. I mean, the guy's he's 196 pounds. He's like six foot one. Uh, and like he'll probably operate primarily out of the slot, but Lamb played over 60% of his snaps out of the slot last year. He's at 90 plus percent as a rookie. So that's a guy, if you're trying to think through upside scenarios, he's a guy that comes to mind. But also in the same way, he may, he might struggle to like dominate targets if he ends up with like an Amari Cooper type number one. This seems like a nice pocket for us to get a quarterback or two. You know, we could go like a rookie and then come back with Pickett kind of thing. Sure. I like Bryce Young. I like, do we have any Panthers or we get Panthers? Because they're probably going Stroud. I'm cool with either, though. Get someone to go Bryce Young. We could maybe grab like Nico later. You got, we almost just took Zeke. Do you realize that? (laughs) You guys have no faith in me on underdog. How are you that cold? I am, my heart is racing. I I, legit thought Zeke was about to pop up as our guys. I'm the guy who stress tested Tim Patrick out on this. <laughs> that system. felt like I Tim have no Patrick. fear. No fear. Zeke would get drafted. <laughs> Zeke just got cut. He's not out for the year. Everybody relax. <laughs> Do you see Zeke on our team? Do you see Zeke on our team? Oh my god! <laughs> you were just like casually talking about like some correlation thing, and then yeah, you the were kept hovering with... and then not clicking the star. <laughs> there was like a oh. third of a second left, and you clicked the star. Holy shit. Thank you, Casey. Casey gets it. Um, so, yeah, See, now the look, question is. It, it, Schmall was losing it with, with me and Pat. He was losing it. Yeah. That was almost um, worse than Tim Patrick. Yeah, we are going to have to figure out what we want to do uh, with this next pick. Actually, I ran out of my drink. I... No. Pete, it will drown. Pete, Pete, Pete. You can. I had to rewrite a whole article because of this thing. I can't. Like, if we're on like the 19 seconds left, it's 17, 16, 15, 14. I'm not even looking. 11, 10. The anxiety's too high. Eight. What, right. what did, did you, did you guys decide it. what you want to do? Let's do pick it. <laughs> oh my God. <clears throat> Everybody relax. <laughs> <laughs> human intersect says pete knows how difficult it is to get <laughs> it's actually not that difficult. i would have thought it would have been more difficult but uh no it was too easy all right we're done at quarterback thank god i i love how how it, how invested you guys are over us not drafting zeke elliott in a ten dollar best ball draft on Funkin' march 15th in the round 14th Fletcher's round <laughs> Nice value, honestly, at this point. Yeah, yeah. Where, where do we? Where is Zeke gonna end up? Like, honestly, <clears throat> I mean, he's got to just be somewhere where he can fall into some TDs. I mean, the, it, it's not dissimilar to the end of Todd Gurley's run when he landed with the Falcons and got an opportunity to score. He scored like ten touchdowns or eight touchdowns that year, and was actually like vaguely viable in the format like this. I saw someone mention the Bills, like. If they didn't have Singletary back and it was Zeke alongside James Cook as like the the short yardage guy, sure, why not? You know, um, but I don't. I mean, it's hard to find a fit. Was the the short answer? Yeah. The Chiefs. Yeah. Somebody mentioned the Chiefs, and then and then let Pacheco sort of 
be more of the outside runner, but let Zeke be the the pounder. Because Pacheco dances too much on the between the tackle stuff, but he, he's obviously got burst. But he's not he's not great at picking up one yard. And I, maybe Zeke still can get you two three yards when you need one. Maybe I don't even know if he's. <laughs> I, I think he I think he can do that okay. But like yeah. God, I don't know. I mean, what he really should do is just go to like a totally terrible team, and then just Why? like run because. Because they would actually feed him a little bit, you know what I mean? This like do do the Ladainian Tomlinson goes to the Jets thing. It's like oh, he's doing left than we thought. He, he's Lashawn McCoy goes to the Chiefs thing, where people like yeah, talk themselves yeah. into it for a half second, but it's there's nothing there. Pat, when you said that, it made me think of Emmett Smith goes to the Arizona Cardinals for that's, a couple years that's right. and just grinds yeah, it out for just a crappy Cardinals out. team. Yeah, uh, I was gonna float Spears there. Uh, I think we should depend. I think we should take Nico, right? Stack it I up. I love with- Nico. What's your article? You said you were right in the Discord. It's you about said you were Nico. Right article dude. about Nico. It's about Nico. Yeah. Cra- I think he's a uh, great, Gretchen, you good great- on that? I want to read the article. I mean, it might stack with Bryce Young, right? Bryce that's Young. Yeah, that's why. That's why. Yeah. That's a big part of the thesis of the article is that he's. Uh, what about John Mechie? Well, yeah, I don't I mind Mechie, but I like. I like slow roll this a little bit. Okay. Uh, what's your what's your article about Nico, Pat? What's the case? The case is that uh, well, let me let's figure out who we're pick, picking here. Though you know, we probably need a running back, right? I like Jalen Warren a lot. Yeah, I guess we do have Tony Pollard, Cam Akers, and Eli Mitchell. Even by our standards, that's a little thin. Yeah, in a in a avalanche draft where we could have got running back value everywhere, we still wind up with no. Running back. <laughs> what's the, what's the scenario where the Steelers' offense actually takes off? Isn't it one where? Maybe Warren Jalen takes Warren over. is in the backfield. I like the Warren call for sure. I'm in. Warren or Mechie? That's the question. I, I think I'm another receiver. I doubt he gets back. I guess I'll say Marvin Mims would be the guy I'd go over Mechie. Let's just, do you're Warren. Thinking stack, you're thinking I, I would say if we didn't already have the Steelers stuff going, maybe grab it. But the fact we got the uh, the pick at Warren, Fryermuth, the league winners – yeah. Of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The classic Steelers stack, the, the one that most people are doing. Let me service the audio <laughs> listeners. And I apologize for consistently saying servicing you guys. But Jack uh, <laughs> Prescott, Bryce Yagi, Kenny Pickett at quarterback, Tony Pollard, Cam Akers, Eli Mitchell, Jalen Warren at running back, CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Waddle, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, Trey Lynn, Met David Kitchen, Burke, Zay Jones, Nico, Pat wrote an article, Collins, and David Njoku, and Pat Vilhelmuth. Honestly, a nice team considering the circumstances. Yeah, we're building a pretty, pretty strong yeah. squad. A lot of good football players. I like that. Like even our running backs. I like the the thing I like about Warren is he was he was effective last year, right? He was efficient. He had some plays. Like same thing with we we're talking about with Eli Mitchell. It's like if you we don't know a lot right now about how like they could draft another running back. Warren could wind up being the third on his team, but like he, he averaged 4.9 yards a carry last year. He was at 6.5 yards a target, which is above average caught 85% of his targets. He was, you know, a good receiving back. He looked like an NFL player last year as a rookie. I want to bet on that, that there, you know, if he winds yeah. up in, in an opportunity where he's playing, then it looks like he might actually be good enough to do something with that. That's good. Well, I think that's a really good point, Ben, too, about 
the risks of an incoming free agent or yes. a running back getting drafted in the backfield. When you're taking these guys, like I don't have many regrets about taking Chuba Hubbard in the 18th round and then Miles Sanders coming because that was already priced in. A, a free agent exactly. coming in was already priced exactly. in. But it's when you're taking these guys in the seventh and eighth round, then you're you're liable to a bomb going off in that backfield and just destroying the pick. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have to think about like Khalil Herbert is now climbing up and he's someone that yeah. I like a lot where he was going when you're getting him in like the 11th round because it's like, hey, he goes in the 11th or 12th round. Like, so what if he's the backup? I think he's really talented. So I'm paying a price. It's pretty similar to what I would pay in August for the same bet. But there's upside that no one signs. If you're starting to get more and more confident that like, I, I don't even understand why his price is rising. Like, we knew Montgomery was gone. So, nothing has changed. Like, the draft is – I guess maybe maybe they could have signed Sanders or something, but the draft – There's your Zeke fit. Yeah, God, that is Zeke, kind of the Zeke uh, fit. That Zeke could land with the Bears, be an inside runner on the zone, read stuff with, with – But what about Fournette? The- you know, like, there's, there's lots of dudes who can be basically just David Montgomery again. So – I don't I'm really see why the Herbert's vibes. rising. I'm starting to get the vibes that the Bears might just pull the fucking trigger on Bijan, dude. Wow. That would be too funny. I'm sorry. That would just be – that'd be so Bears. It really I, feels I, like I, I want, they would do. I want for Bears fans, for, for Dinkmeyer, these guys, they, they've, they've dealt with Oof. some really bad GM decisions. Can't you see it? Yeah, yes. you can. Yes. I, yeah, want, can I want for their, their sake that they don't have to deal with that. <clears throat> um yeah chuba now still kicking around i do like uh i like miko hardman still a decent bit i feel like he might land somewhere interesting um anything else catching your guys's eye not here is there any what hardman about jerome goes. ford yeah ford's de- down here deep i'm in with uh, that barry said he's gonna be the backup yeah he said it pretty confidently yeah I, I like the I like the Ford stuff. And I do think like he'll him. be the pass yeah. catching guy. There. They like him on special teams. He's gonna play, even if he's the number three. Like he's gonna play, and he's gonna be further up the depth chart this year than than last year if Hunt's not back. Like, and Dearness Johnson is gone as well. What's that? Two spots. Dearness Johnson's gone. Yeah. What a what other of these deep <clears throat> uh, Pat? I've been taking some. Cedric Tillman late. Any thoughts on I, that? I don't mind him at all. Yeah, I like I like him. I think draft position is your big concern there. He could easily be a day three guy, and then you don't feel so good about it. Mm. Um, but he's someone I think is worth mixing in. I'm trying Cedric. to think if there's Well, this is honestly – I, I do a lot of uh, three tight end builds, even with the two that I have here, like this level. I, I tack on a third just because I think the rookies are good bets. So I'd probably take honestly if it was me, I'd probably take like Clyde Rizzi Lair. Uh, oh, I'm not. Him. I'm gonna. I'm gonna veto that shit tonight. I know it's your night, but I mean, at, at some point we just say, have to say enough. All right, already. No, you guys gotta decide. Gratch, <laughs> you, you want to? I'm gonna put Tillman in the queue unless anyone has something else. I don't know. I like Tillman. Fine. I was looking up Peanut Tillman's name. His name's Charles <laughs> Tillman. I was just you know making a, associations with the Cedric Tillman name. I think structurally we should probably take two more running backs. We can definitely do one. And now, when you say structurally we, we should take two more running backs, do you want to talk about any running backs that you'll allow us to take? 
Yeah, I mean, I could literally list off. Do you want me to list off every running back I prefer to see? Cordero yeah, Patterson. Yeah. Tell Cordero me, like, over. Jarek McKinnon, Cordero Patterson, Pierre Strong. Jarek McKinnon White, does not Israel, have a team. Abigada, Joshua Kelly, Hassan Askins, Deuce Vaughn. Joshua Kelly? Kenny McIntosh, Joshua Kelly, Williams, you prefer? Isaiah Spiller, Ty Chandler, Jace Robinson, Jamichael Hasty. Okay. Jamichael uh, Hasty? <laughs> I guess he is the order of the backup, isn't he? Cordero Patterson. I mean, if they cut him post June one, they would only have one point two five in dead money, but then they would have one point two five in dead money each of the next two years. If they cut him right now, it's all that three point seven five dead would go on to this year, or they just keep him on the roster as the point I'm making because they don't really save a ton of cap. Uh, why is he not going to just be with Atlanta next year and still playing some? So I wrote the most useless fantasy football article i think in history and it was about Corella patterson and i made the point Great way in the to article, sell your new site pat yeah well this is this is a, <laughs> i wrote this in like 2015 and i okay. and i was like here listen guys don't be sad i was probably 2016 or seven whenever patterson is like kind of falling off i was like don't be listen don't give up on patterson because he's such a good kick returner He's going to stick around for a long time in the nfl now that's not how you play dynasty it's a year-to-year game that didn't help anyone win anything but I was right. And I think that Ben, the point you're making, he'll probably stick around one because of the contract, but two, like they'll probably still have him return kicks, right? Right. So, so he'll be there. He'll be there. He'll still score points. If you can get him in the 19th round, I think he's still like, he, he hasn't been a workhorse these last couple of years. He's been a guy that's made some explosive plays and done some stuff in the green zone and caught enough passes and they split him out wide some. If he does all that stuff, he's a great running back pick in the 18th, 19th round of these drafts. I know he's 32, but like I'm still taking him there. He's not like a 32-year-old that's had a thousand career touches or anything like that. Oh, we sold him. Yeah, do your research. Just did your guys' research, so congratulations. Well, he already had Ezekiel Elliott and Leonard Ford, <laughs> so he's looking to get every old running back he could. I think he was already lost. Yeah, what but he also had Darnell Washington. We didn't get to roll the clip. Oh, yes, Darnell. Uh, I should remember now, speaking of Darnell Washington, because we t- uh, talked about him on ADP chasing, what, uh, Gretch, you and uh, Davis holding down the fort on Friday, ADP chasing? No, me and uh, Davis. You and Davis, sorry. Yeah. Um, Sam is out. Did we get, did he yeah, give us a Italy. doctor's note? He told uh, me at the end of uh, Omni that he had gone to, across the pond, to Europe. Mm. Oh, that's right. But uh, we should we should mention Hayden's going to be joining. Hayden's joining. All right. Wings, I knew so. we had I knew we had a third. There we go. There we go. Hayden Winks, Davis Maddock, Pat Crane, ADP chasing 1 p.m. It's a new show we launched here on the channel. Those guys covering the market movements in the ADP. And I will say, Sam's charts will still be there. We know that that is the, you know, in the same way in like a Woody Allen movie where the city of New York is essentially a character. <laughs> The Sam's charts. Perfect, man. Right, right. Sorry. You do it. We're on the clock, dude. All right. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Clyde Owens Alaire is still there. Let's take Clyde Alaire, man. I don't do that. He, he has a job, and that job is in the fucking Kansas City back. Oh, Zamir White is a good pick, right? Deuce Vaughn might not even get drafted. Don't Isaiah Spiller, him. Pat, uh, Pete, didn't you like him? Oh, you guys, You guys are brutal, man. Guys are brutal. You just don't want to win the league. You just don't want to win the league. Pat, with Clyde Edwards a lair. Hey man, 
It's the 19th round. He's going to be on the Chiefs. That's your best-selling point. It's the 19th round. It's a good I'm going to put him in the point. queue so someone else takes him. I would yeah. hate if someone took the one guy we all agree. You want to You want to talk about, I mean, former first-round pick. Everyone's over him. Oh, going to be I, under contract. I love this take from Patrick Sullivan, Ty Chandler over CEH. I'm, I'm with it. I bet you are. But guess what? It's now the 20th round. Yeah. CEH is under contract with the We're trying to take a guy that we don't know sucks. Pat, which one of these two do you think has more legendary upside? CEH, he's on the Chiefs. He catches passes. He he scores touchdowns from time to time. No. No, don't do it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Come on, man. Why can't why can't you get on board with yourself? God damn it, Pete. Why would you do that? You just to show off your fingers? Everyone knows you have fast fingers. You don't have to show off, dude. Yes. We gotta fight back in the Not two million dollar man, Pete. What you want two million dollars? You think you know something? Uh, He's gonna fucking show off his little fingers. Ooh, watch me click right at the end. Right at the end. Glad we could save the team there. It was looking a little dicey there oh, at the end. Yeah. For the audio listeners, we did take Ty Chandler. And not yeah, oh, the audio listeners, I think, pieced that together <laughs> with context clues. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, no, see, Paul immediately got influenced and takes uh, CH. Wow, Paul with the rare 2882 build. Wow. wow. I like it. I like with it. Trey Lance. Trey Lance and Deshaun Watson. What could go wrong with that quarterback? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Final final squad here. Uh, three, seven, eight, two build from us. Dak Prescott, Bryce Young, Kenny Pickett. We do have lots of stacks going, assuming Bryce Young goes to the Texans. At running back, we have Tony Pollard, Cam Akers, Eli Mitchell, Jalen Warren, Jerome Ford, Zamir White, Ty Suckett, Chandler, wide receiver, CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Waddle, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, Traylon I met David Kitchen, Burke, Zay Jones, Nico, Pat has an article about him coming out, Colin, Cedric Tillman, tight end, David Njoku, and Pat Phil Helmuth. Not bad. Not bad right there. The chat uh, is calling for sick edits of, of your night tonight, Pete. Your fingers. <laughs> Sick at it. That's my my DJ name. Yeah. Well, one that's, of these uh, days, that's one of the highlight the highlight merchants on YouTube. I'm gonna I'm gonna fly too close to the sun one of these days and it'll backfire, but not tonight. Not tonight. Today was not that day. No. Today was not that day. Um so what like Pat, what is what is the cadence that people can expect or is it a multi-millionaire cadence to post <laughs> it sounds the, like i mean he's the gonna roast like, of pat Corain, apparently <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he's uh, gonna have a premium pod a non-premium pod and articles like every week it sounds like his case is gonna be pretty aggressive well i so i'm gonna be rolling out rookie content over the next few weeks that's the thing to check out for uh plus i'm doing some like shorter posts um like the best ball one on Tony Powell, the best ball one on Nico Collins. So those will be like quicker, shorter reads. Um, but the big thing that's going to be rolling out is articles like the profile article on JSN and the two other receivers in my uh, second tier. So deep dive profiles, best ball recommendations on how to attack the rookies. 
Uh, the running back one will probably be the next one I get out. Um, one B. John Robinson to start. Pat, can I give you a piece of advice about just kind of making sure your site gets off the ground quickly and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. No articles about CEH, bud. <laughs> just a little pro tip for me if you're trying to drive those clicks keep ceh out of it <laughs> <laughs> it's probably good advice uh, i can't yeah. i can't even get you guys to draft them in the 20th round so probably not Bengals uh, got orlando brown left tackle Ooh, yeah left tackle let me google what what does a left tackle do oh that does seem like it might help a team um gretch what do you got going on over in the stealing signals realm? Uh, I wrote a post uh, last week. I'm going to be writing more. Omni Fantasy drafts finally finished up. Got Pat auto picked for, got through all that stuff. And so now I can focus on my work. The whole time, Pat's like, dude, I'm, I'm so far, I'm behind on this side. I'm really trying to get, get up to, you know, get it up to speed. want to have it ready for this launch date really appreciate man i'm like yeah like i'd like to write for my site you know but no i'll just keep drafting your teams for you don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go yeah you know yeah <laughs> i love how yeah pat's stealing from paul to pay for pat's legendary upside site i guess that's how the saying goes um that is the saying i will say i mean gretch i i today in my inbox i got like a 1200 words on the world baseball classic you uh, really are doing the the lord's work over there that was uh i don't know why i just inspired the world's baseball classic has been wild i love i mean it's it's omni season and i love the 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 contests that have a little bit of you know variance to them and a little bit of fun to them and the world baseball classic is just like a, has been a perfect event for omni fantasy if you if you went with like some of the late picks they've been fun to see play out uh I, puerto rico just beat dominican republic uh, i was just seeing it on the timeline so the dominican republic was the top pick in omni fantasy uh in world baseball classic they got zero points they got eliminated with that loss which was i mean that's that's crazy tough scene uh, yeah tough scene for them but it's been uh it's been a fun fast start in omni fantasy but then uh yeah it's it's uh it's football season i'm going to be doing the stealing bananas we took a little bit of a break we're going to be popping back on next week we're, we're firing nice. back up um and and newsletter stuff will be coming out soon enough so yeah awesome let's look forward to it. there you guys go get sub to <clears throat> legendary upside to stealing signals i'm trying to think what do i got on my radar like i said tune into adp chasing on friday i'll be back with splash play on friday spags back from mexico will draft and uh i got my newsletter too just doing a weekly one uh po box i actually it's it's come up multiple times. We talked about it last week on Chip Chasing. Davis asked me about it today. I've gotten comments. Everyone asking, like, is it insane that we're drafting best ball teams in March, in February? So I'm writing about that for the newsletter, Why? what I think nice. is, is going on, why there's that enthusiasm. So uh, if you guys want to subscribe to the P.O. Box free newsletter uh, that I have been writing on Fridays, but appreciate you guys all hanging out. I want you guys to all collectively pat us on the back for not extending Pat's news to Rogersian levels. You know, we just got right to the punch. I feel like we have to be applauded for that. We 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 did talk about Rashad Penny. A little bit of Rashad we Penny. We did. A, little, <laughs> a, little a slight Rashad Penny detour. Yeah. Um, 
but appreciate all of you guys the uh the chat as usual electric tonight if you guys want to become youtube members that will unlock the private discord in the deposit kingdom server and you guys get access to the ship chasing channel all kinds of good stuff going on in there all the time appreciate you guys we will be back next wednesday you can also always follow us on twitter at ship chasing keep you posted on all of the show news for gretch for pat i'm pete we'll see you guys next week peace i can find the outro clip i have too many uh highlight clips in here now